Hello again, and welcome to On the Road with the VIAAA, a podcast put on by the Virginia Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association's Public Relations Committee for athletic administrators both in Virginia and across the country. I'm your host, Jim Harris, co-chair of the VIAAA's Public Relations Committee and coordinator of athletics and student activities at Alexandria City High School. Today on the road with the IAAA heads to Woodbridge, Virginia with longtime Director of Student Activities Michael Payne at Garfield High School. He shares with us his philosophy of athletic administration and the creation of the House of Pain. All right, welcome back to another exciting episode of On the Road with the VIAAA. Our guest today is Michael Payne, Director of Student Activities at Garfield High School. Welcome on the road. Thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to get into the podcast with you, talk a little bit of ins and outs, and uh, just happy that you're able to do that as part of the Public Relations Committee, and uh, it's, it's a great asset for the VIAAA, so I do appreciate your time. I, I appreciate the opportunity. Now, tell us the road you took to become the Director of Student Activities at Garfield. Uh, where'd you grow up, your, your schooling, your coaching, and career track that led you to be the athletic administrator there? Yeah, so um, I grew up in Tabernacle, uh, New Jersey, South Jersey kid, uh, small town right across from uh, Philadelphia. Um, so fly, Eagles fly for everybody out there that's a Philly fan. Uh, went to Shawnee High School in, in Medford, just across, uh, you know, a few miles down from my hometown and uh, graduated in 1997 and made my way down to North Carolina, where I attended and earned my associate's degree uh, from College of the Albemarle in 1999 and then uh, moved from Elizabeth City to uh, University of North Carolina, Greensboro, where I finished my um, undergrad degree and um, met my, my future wife down there. Kelly was playing soccer and uh, we were both in the exercise and sports science pedagogy and um, in the health and human performance building. And so we both graduated in uh, 2002 um, with the degree in exercise and sports science and the health and PE um, teaching track and made our way up to, to Virginia. Kelly went to Osborne Park. She was born and raised in Manassas. And so, you know, like, like any uh, Wiley veteran, you know, I, I followed my eventual wife to Manassas, Virginia, and, um, you know, the rest is history. So um, I joined, or not joined, but um, started my professional career in Prince William County Schools. I started at uh, C.D. Hilton High School in the fall of 2002. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, teaching health and PE, and, and not in any particular order. Um, I coached football, um, golf for a number of years. Uh, primary track was basketball, so I worked under uh, Kevin Brown. Um, he's the head coach at Mountain View now, but he was at Hilton when I first got there. Um, you know, one of the one of my basketball mentors. So um, I was an assistant for him uh, for a number of years and uh, switched over to be the head coach of the girls program for three years until I decided the, uh, to scratch the itch of athletic administration. And so um, I went back to school during, during my coaching years uh, and earned my master's uh, degree from George Mason University uh, with a certificate in uh, administration and supervision. Uh, 
and uh, stopped coaching in 2010 and worked under um, Sal Colangelo, who was at that time recently named the um, activities director at Hilton. So I worked with Sal and gained as much experience as I could and was fortunate enough to um, you know, be named the director of student activities at Garfield Senior High School uh, in May of 2011 and have been here ever since. So came on board in July of 2011 and um, is now still currently serving um, Garfield High School currently. Outstanding. Now, how did yeah. you get... How did you get started with the VI AAA? You know, take us through that journey with the association. Yeah, um, it, it's one of those things where you kind of just, it, it starts out as, as, as word of mouth. And um, I did have the opportunity to work under Al DeWitt. Um, he came to Hilton for, I believe it was three years. And um, he was involved with the VI AAA. So I got to know what the VI AAA was through Al. And then obviously, um, Sal and I joined, I think at about the same time, sometime around 2009 and 2010, I'd have to go back and check my notes. Mm -hmm. Um, but him and I kind of did our RAA together, um, took the LTCs, um, got involved. Um, but it wasn't really until, you know, I got to Garfield and really after probably two or three years that that I really became involved and, you know, developed the relationships and got to know the people. Um, I did the new ADs workshop um, with Deb Tyson and Sandy Hathaway, I believe back in 2009. Those are the, the two names that ring a bell for me. Um, I've actually just uh, cross-checked uh, my resources and still have my new ADs workshop um, notes from Deb back in 20 or 2009. So um, in my early years, I was really just getting my feet wet. Um, it's a lot to take on, um, you know, as a director of student activities, a lot of roles to fulfill, a lot of responsibilities. And so um, I wanted to establish my foundation here at school and kind of get the lay of the land. Um, I was coming from Hilton. I didn't really know many people at Garfield. So I dialed into my school first. And then as, you know, you get your you know, foundation set and, and, you know, you want to develop a little bit and try different things that may work for your school. Um, I got into the VI AAA with Ted Salmon um, on the, I believe it was conference committee review where I was doing surveys and getting feedback on the conference um, review. And then I became the, um, the class six at large representative for a couple of years. And then you know, I got a, a phone call. Uh, I, I remember vividly I was working a soccer game sometime in May 2016 or 17. And um, I guess my name was thrown out there about possibly um, taking over as the treasurer for Steve Heon. He had stepped down earlier that that year after the conference. And, um, you know, I've been the, the treasurer ever since after going through a couple of conversations with Bruce Bowen at the time. And um, reached out to Steve and and um, Chris Robinson had been a previous treasurer and um, my buddy Brad, um, who I think you probably know, he's the AD at Patriot High School, lives in the uh, Bristow Noakesville area. He uh, was the, the secretary, and of course, you know his influence, you know conversation, um, you know just one thing led to the next, and you know we started. Uh, on the officers um, together as a treasurer and, um, you know, still currently serve the VI AAA in that capacity. 
All right. Well, that leads to the next question. As the treasurer, what are some of your responsibilities and duties? Well, I think it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Obviously, the treasury, the money, the the finance of um, the VI AAA um, for the the large scale organization. Um, I think the last report we had, you know, hundreds of members, and so um, you know, dealing with the accounting, with the details, you know, tracking all of the records, um, reimbursement, memberships. Um, you know, staying involved in in QuickBooks and making sure that the balances. Um, check and, you know, making sure that I'm have ongoing communication, you know, with the officers, with the different events that we host throughout the year uh, between new ADs workshop, between certification, uh, reimbursement, um, a direct relationship with the conference um, as its own, you know, treasury and finance, but making sure they have uh, everything that they need um, you know, writing and issuing checks for payments, um, uh, ongoing communication with the NIAAA to make sure that uh, our dual membership, you know, standards are upheld with the VIAAA and NIAAA. So working with uh, Nellie Crocker at the NIAAA to ensure everything is, is online now. So just making sure that final forms is up to date, uh, making sure that the NIAAA membership portal um, is accurate and, and up to date as well. And and just having effective communication with the officers um, to make sure that the finances um, are kept up, making sure they're accurate, giving um, not monthly reports to, to the membership per se, but um, at the board of directors meetings, making sure that um, everything is up to date with the uh, checking account, with the money market account, uh, and that everything uh, is, is, is accurate in terms of taxes, auditing and accounting information for, for those that need it. Wow. At, uh, the scope in, uh, of that job is immense. I, I'm happy to yeah. be here in the public relations committee doing a podcast every once in a while. Yeah, right? without a doubt. And it, it's just one of those things, uh, much like anything else, you, you grow professionally, you find um, what works for you and, and you put it into action. And, you know, once you hit that groove, um, and you want know, to get on a, a regular routine. So, you know, I, I, I wanted to serve the VI AAA um, in the best way that I can. So I, I made it a point to, you know, update either the membership or the officers at least twice a month, just to make sure that everything is, is squared away. And, um, you know, we don't have any, you know, outstanding obligations to anybody and that, you know, like I said, everything is up to date. So it is a tall task, um, but one that is rewarding at the same time. I'm glad to serve you know, the IAAA and the NIAAA in that capacity. Absolutely. And we're happy to have you at, at the position. Thank you. Now, certification's a big push for the VIAAA. You're a certified yeah. athletic administrator. Tell us about your, about, tell us about your process, the certification, what it means to you, and some yeah. tips to achieve that level of certification. Yeah, well, my all, my personal and professional recommendation for anybody in, you know, in the professional world is to, you know, to, to have that growth mindset, um, to continue to develop professionally, um, you know, be passionate about what you do. And I think all those things tied together lead you to, you know, achieving different goals, you know, throughout your career. And the certification process really is one of those that is, um, you know, it, it's really self-paced. It's not, you know, a requirement by any means. Um, it is a recommendation. It's it's one of those things that you should continuously learn and progress in, in your professional 
um, you know, occupation. And uh, for me, it was, it was, it was the next step, you know, obviously the, the undergrad degree was satisfied. The postgrad degree was satisfied. I wanted to figure out a way um, to advocate um, for athletic administrators, you know, across the board. And I thought that one of the easiest ways for me in, in, in setting the example for aspiring athletic administrators for any of the coaches that I have here at school or in my community or in my district or region is to have my certification in place so that I can offer feedback. And so uh, I'm, I mentioned briefly uh, earlier, you know, in the podcast that Sal and I uh, knocked out our RAA together through the through a new AD's workshop. Um, Prince William County arranged an outteach program uh, at about the same time. Um, so that was just one of the ways to extend an offering to, to local um, or aspiring athletic administrators. And then the CAA was one of the things that Brad and I had talked about for a number of years. We just felt like, you know, we were growing professionally and just like anything else, you know, you want a, a partner in crime, if you will, it's always easier and uh, more enjoyable if you have a you know, somebody to do it with and to go along for the ride with you. And so Brad and I both um, achieved our CAA right around 2013 or 14. Um, and so the certification process across the board, you know, is important to, it's voluntary, as I mentioned, recommended, not required. Um, but I think it's a great service to athletic administrators. It offers continuing education, professional growth, um, one of the things that I love about it, just being a part of the VIAAA and the NIAAA beyond the certification is, you know, the things that you learn in those uh, LTI classes, you know, is awesome, uh, but it's only as good as the things that you bring back to your school. And so I try and take bits and pieces from, you know, the seminars, the webinars, the classes that I take at VIAAA or the national conference and, and bring a little bit back to my school because ultimately, you know, we're in education-based athletics, and we want to provide the best experience possible for our student-athletes. And so, you know, certification is just one of those things that kind of falls in line and making those experiences um, worthwhile for our student-athletes. Um, but it's an opportunity to, um, to learn, to grow, to progress um, through the professional development opportunities. Um, you know, and then offering those things that you learn in those certifications to give back to the community, give back to your school to enhance the overall experience for our student athletes. Now there's one more certification out there, the certified <laughs> administrator. Any, yeah. Any uh, aspirations on joining our club? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, downloading the PDF, it's, it's a priority. It's just one of those things that, you know, when I get down, download the PDF and, and check all the boxes and certainly eligible, it's um, one of those things. I got to hold my own feet to the fire. Um, I've got all of the requirements. I've just got to, you know, um, you dial in to, to finishing the application and, um, yeah. you know, yeah. just getting that certification. It is one of those things that is, it's on my radar. Um, it's, it's a certainly a short-term goal over the next one or two years. Um, you know, I meet the, meet the criteria. It's just putting, uh, you know, the ink to the paper and, 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 um, getting that taken care of. I've got some things under my belt that would, um, you know, meet the requirements. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's certainly on the radar for sure. One of those that I've got to, got to knock out here sooner than later. 
Yeah, that the project is uh, now that you can present the project in per, uh, via Zoom, you know, orally is added, yeah. uh, made it so much easier. And what you're doing in your school, you know, anything you're doing in there is will satisfy yeah. that. Yeah, we started the um, it's been on the radar for a couple of years. Um, I had the opportunity and back in 2016 to get our inaugural Hall of Fame um, up and running at our school and. Um, you know, that certainly fits the criteria for the project. Um, Garfield, uh, over the last, well, since July, um, has gone through a rebranding um, phase with our with our new mascot, the Red Wolves. So those are two of the things that I've kind of earmarked um, as projects that, to present. But to answer your question, you know, in a nutshell, yes, it is on the radar. And it is, it's the next thing for me to do professionally that um, to better serve my student athletes and my coaches and my school and community. All right. Now let, let's talk about your job as director of student activities. You know, you, yeah. you, you mentioned you mentioned some of it earlier, but uh, who were some of your influences getting into athletic administration? Yeah. And uh, who do you look to now for you know advice, encouragement and that shoulder to cry on? Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I would say athletic administration wise, um, Jimmy Qualls was my AD at that Brad's father. Um, you know, he he was the AD at Hilton when I first got there in 2002 um, and, and just the way that that he ran the athletic department um, and Karen Mays was there as well. And so, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out KM. Her and Jimmy were, were awesome together uh, during my time at Hilton and um, just had a lasting impact and, and really, really engaged my thinking about you know, beyond coaching and, and teaching. I, I thought I would be, you know, in the teaching and coaching game for longer than I was. Um, and so, you know, during my experiences uh, and interactions at Hilton really shaped, you know, what kind of athletic administrator I wanted to be. Obviously, you know, Brad uh, was there every step of the way. And then, you know, when he got his job at, um, at Freedom over in Woodbridge in 2005, you know, really piqued my interest to, um, you know, to, to aspire to become an athletic administrator. So early on, it was Jimmy, it was KM. Um, and then when I got the job at Garfield, certainly my predecessor, Rudy Zimmerman, had a big impact in the way that he carried himself and the way that he operated here at school. He really gave me a lot of advice, um, you know, about Garfield and um, everything that goes along with it. And so, you know, much of that, much of my early success at school, you know, was attributed to, to those individuals. Um, but I even jumped back to, you know, anybody in education has their, their favorite teachers and their favorite educators over the years. You know, I think back to uh, my elementary school educators and the way that they carried themselves. Um, I remember vividly being in, in class with uh, Mrs. Cancellari and Mrs. Alloway from my elementary school days to um, Mr. O'Neill, Ms. Hobbs, Mr. Keeler, Mrs. Koshell from my middle school days. And then, you know, teachers that I really looked up to um, during, during my high school years, Mr. Anderson, Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Talmadge, um, you know, and then the head boys coach at, at my high school, Coach Kessler was just reached, I think, 700 wins. So, you know, I, I didn't play for him, but the way that he carried himself and the way that he embraced the, the school and the community during my high school years and beyond, you know, it, it's 
uh, it's really had an impact in the way that I wanted to carry initially when I envisioned taking over a, a program, how I wanted to operate and, and do business. And so um, from my college years, Dr. Tom Martinek was really influential and, in, you know, his passion and his energy for everything athletics. Uh, a little tidbit about Dr. Martinek, he, he always would tell us um, his uh, college roommate was, was Phil Jackson and at the University of, of Montana. So that's, I just take a little bit from from every step of the way, from elementary, from middle to high school, to my college years. And, you know, you can't develop a philosophy and a mission uh, and a vision without those people that when you think about something, no matter what it is, there's, there's always an impactful individual um, that you, that you lean on, um, you know, whether it's for advice or just how you shape your core values and your philosophies and, um, you know, my mother-in-law, Lucy Beecham, was uh, involved in the school board in Prince William County, um, and, and her, her love of education in and of itself, but let alone um, the way that she conducted business for Prince William County, you know, you know made me and, and obviously Kelly, my wife, uh, love athletics, love education, and, you know, helped us as parents um, pass down those core values and the way that we want to raise our two daughters in, in education, but also in athletics. And so really all of those people, um, whether they know it or not, you know, had an impact on me across the board. It's not just about, you know, athletic administration. It's just about education in and of itself and the impact that they had on me as a student, you know, and student athlete. And as I progressed into you know, a professional into athletic administration. I take a little bit of everything from them, um, you know, and, and, and what I do daily for, you know, the school personnel, whether it's coaches or event managers or, or teachers, um, you know, and, and serving my community. So um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my administrative assistant, Connie, she gets, she gets the brunt of, you know, you mentioned somebody to a shoulder to cry on. I don't know if it's necessarily a shoulder to cry on, but more so than an, an ear to listen, um, whether it's, you know, whether a frustration or just, um, you know, a conflict or an issue. And, you know, she just offers an ear to listen, you know, some recommendations and, and then she brings chocolate because of my sweet tooth to kind of soothe through the, things over. And, um, you know, so a lot of those folks, um, shape just about everything I am uh, as a professional. And again, just taking a little bit from each one of those, you know, helps shape my career for sure. Now you get a chance to step onto your soapbox. You know, what are some things that you do over there at Garfield <laughs> that you think you're really good at? You know, the, um, the organization for athletic administrators, um, Prince William County is a little bit different in, in how they operate. Um, we don't have uh, assistance per se. Um, it's the director of student activities. And then, you know, you have to go out and, and find specific individuals to fulfill roles and responsibilities. So, you know, speaking for myself, just as a director of student activities, I feel like my organizational skills, and that's true for, for any athletic administrator, the organizational skills and the foundation that you've set for yourself, establishing your, your daily routines, um, 
in, in carrying out the daily roles and, and responsibilities that, that come up. Um, so first and foremost, I think my organizational alignment from um, myself as a director of student activities down to the event managers, to the coaches and, and the student athletes, you know, the, the vertical alignment that we've established, I think is a critical piece and one that, um, you know, I can hang my hat on that. We do, we run good events. We involve everybody we possibly can. We, we treat it like, you know, a college or a professional atmosphere. And we want um, to be as inclusive as we possibly can, whether it's ROTC presenting the colors to, you know, different um, uh, events, uh, whether it's a fundraiser, whether it's pediatric cancer or breast cancer awareness and those types of things to, you know, involving the, the dance team or, you know, the cheerleaders as much as we possibly can. Just the overall experience, I think, is one um, that we can hang our hat on and, and um, that I believe we do a really good job. Um, you know, facility maintenance, we're one of the few schools left really in the area that, that have grass fields. And I'm not opposed to one or the other, but I do want to say that because it is a lot of field maintenance to keep up. Um, we partner with game day and, and, um, and doing all the field maintenance, but we're out there cutting and mowing, um, everything that goes along with, um, the fields, uh, on a daily basis, um, through the fall, through the winter, into the spring and, and running multiple events throughout the year. Um, you know, that takes its toll and takes its time. And so you really have to block out time for that and get stuff done in the building, in the office on a, on a daily basis. And, and so that, that's probably one of the things we do really well. We enjoy the grass field, um, but at the same time, you know, we would welcome, um, you know, facility upgrade. And we're on the recently published CIP. We're on the docket to, to have turf installed. And so I look at that as an opportunity to replace the field maintenance time and pour that time back into the student athletes and enhancing their, their uh, student athlete experience at our school um, it, it won't allow for more time, but it'll, it'll allow for the time spent that I normally would be doing the fields to dedicate to our student athletes and coaches. And so, um, I'm excited about that. I think, um, our fields are in great shape. We have Bermuda grass on all of them and, um, spring field day cleanup. As soon as this weather subsides a little bit, we're excited to get the baseball, softball practice fields and main field up and running again for our spring sports. Um, Additionally, the, the, the marketing, the advertising, promotion, uh, I like to think I'm, I'm pretty tech savvy. Um, I'm all over social media with Garfield Athletics and, you know, just um, you know, doing a lot of the things that, you know, normally would go, you know, in a, in a tack or a cork board around the school. You can do social media. That's kind of the way of the world now. And uh, we're up to date there. Um, so I feel like we're, we're in a good spot technology wise and social media wise. And um, we love to utilize that as a tool to advertise and market and promote um, not just our school, but individual and team and, and coaching and um, achievements across the board, whether it's a club activity, athletic team, um, just to, to put our name out there and, and to tell our own story, if you will, to, you know, inspire the next great person or, or team, you know, at Garfield or, or really in the community. Um, so those are just some of the things that uh, we do really well, I feel like. And, you know, you mentioned fundraising. We've gone all 
really online with fundraising. So, you know, it's, it's not, you know, one of those things where we're going door to door or anything like that. We've been able to, um, you know, manage finances and raise funds, um, partnering with the Booster Club to do some different things throughout the year. So um, I think all of those um, are great assets for our program, but um, the top priority is definitely the organization, the foundation, and in hosting and running events, and then obviously building relationships with people that are involved, um, you know, in those events. So, just by just by talking to you in this time, I can tell that you really enjoy your job. But you know, l- let me know some things that you really enjoy most about being the director of student activities at Garfield. Well. You know, I, I think I mentioned this a couple of different times, um, and I'll say it over again. It's it's certainly the relationships um, that are that are able to be built in in so many different capacities. You know, I could be in an admin team meeting, and you know, I wouldn't be the athletic administrator I am without you know my previous principals and my previous assistant principals, because no job can be done by itself, and so you know, from my admin team to my event management team, Larry Baker and Craig Bowling and Joe Prince and my athletic trainer, Scott Kozlowski, um, you know, just the relationships that we've built, the trust um, and the camaraderie that we've built um, over the years and that we continue on a daily basis um, is certainly, you know, the most enjoyable, um, but none more than, you know, seeing student athletes succeed um, you know, wins going on to college or whatever career path that they take, um, you know, in the short term is, you know, one of the most rewarding to provide an, an, a great experience for them. Um, we do a lot of different things and, you know, the feedback that we got, I'm, I'm looking at a note, a handwritten note from Kyle Beer, one of our senior student athletes, just, you know, reaching out and saying thank you for everything that, that we do you know, as an athletic administrator and an AD, sometimes that stuff goes unnoticed, but, you know, when you have built a relationship to, to know kids like Kyle, or we're hosting a, a signing ceremony later on this afternoon to, to see the expressions and the smiles on parents and guardians and the student athletes that are, you know, taking their talents to the next level. And, um, you know, developing as individuals, you know, for me, that that's it. Um, to see the smiles on their faces as they, you know, sign to play either football or basketball or soccer or soft, whatever it is, um, you know, just establishing the relationship with the student athletes and and knowing that when you walk into the gym, it's it's not always, oh, here comes Mr. Payne, he's going to get on us or something. It's, yo, what's up, coach? What are we doing? Those types of things. And um, to have that relationship and then the kids that come back, the alumni that come back and visit and, you know, dap you up and, you know, show love. And um, to me, that's what it's all about from the people that you work with on a daily basis to the kids that represent your programs, that represent their families now during their high school years, but also the ones that come back and, um, you know, enjoy being at our school, being at their school um, is really the, the most fun. Um, Obviously, getting to travel a little bit within the VIAAA and NIAAA to establish networking at national events, to see people and reconvene at national conferences, whether it's in Denver or Nashville or San Antonio, and 
Um, you know, that's one of the things, you know, that all athletic administrators should aspire to do and um, really maximize the benefit of being an athletic administrator. And, you know, as I mentioned before, bringing stuff back to your school to serve your community is, is you know, a few of the things. I know you wanted me to limit it to one, but there's just so many different things um, that I enjoy, that I'm passionate about, that, um, you know, an opportunity to serve is, is probably the, the greatest benefit for sure. Great. Now let's look at the other side of the coin on that. Uh, and hopefully it's just one and not a lot. You know, what's something yeah. that you absolutely hate about the job? Um, well, my mom always told me never to hate anything. You can strongly dislike um, a lot of things, but um, never and hate are, are two things that are not recommended in the vocabulary. So, you know, I, I would err on a side of caution and just say that, you know, the things that um, where you express frustration and, you know, sometimes you can get out of words. And, that, and that's just related to the role and the responsibility. It's not one thing over the next that I, I don't ever want to pinpoint one thing because uh, I'm a big fan of, of John Gordon. And if you read the, the no complaining rule, it's nothing ever good comes out of, you know, you know, an energy vampire, if you will, if you're familiar with John Gordon, you know what I'm talking about. And so, you know, I, I, I love the job. I do get frustrated. I do, um, you know, think about a lot of different things, you know, when you're you know, getting some built up anger and frustration, but I, I try and immediately turn to, you know, next play or, or, or next situation or next event, or how can I make this better? And so, you know, I try to, to operate under the three C's, just try and be cool, calm and collected at all times. And, you know, try and let some things play out. And, and while you can get mad and upset and frustrated in the job, really on a daily basis, there's no way to go, but, you know, next play or next step and how to, to reconcile those issues that come up. And so um, I, I, I like to, to go like acronyms and, and letters. And so my next one would be to always apply the three E's. If you're going to do something, do it with energy and excitement and enthusiasm as much as you possibly can and, and find solutions. Um, you know, one of the things I tell the coaches all the time and, you know, folks that come into the office and, and when I'm bending my ear to listen, one of my immediate questions is, so what is your solution? And so that kind of keeps me grounded. It keeps me even. And, um, you know, while I can get mad and upset and frustrated, I, I just try to move on as, as early as I possibly can. Now, jumping back to the other question where, you know, there, there's always a time to vent and there's always a time to express frustration. And, you know, Connie gets some of that every now and again. Um, my wife, Kelly, gets some of that when I get home. And sometimes Lucy is, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the bearer of my frustration. But in their experience, they they're able to offer solutions. Um, um resolutions, if you will, alternatives. And so, you know, those three, I try not to bring the work home, but sometimes it's just the nature of the business. And I try and stay away from that. I've gotten better over the years. Mm. And so just trying to find solutions to the issues that come up. Um, but I never hate the job. Um, it's not, not in the vocabulary, strongly dislike every now and again, but 
you know, through our conversation, I think you can tell that, you know, try and find the good and, um, you know, hide the, the not so good, if you will. That's the best answer yet to that. But I'm going to still say out there that my hatred towards rosters and everything towards <laughs> rosters is going to be true forever. <laughs> All right. So, so Mike, uh, you know, you're, we've talked about before we jumped on here that, you know, you're one of the seasoned veterans out in Prince William, you know, yeah. What, now, what you advice? Can't tell by you, the gray hair, can you? That that doesn't show up on camera, does it? I didn't have that in 2011. Oh, well, I had hair, so <laughs> it all goes away. It will either glad you have. Yeah. Now, what are some advice that you can give a new or current athletic administrator that is something that they must do to be successful? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, like I said before, the organization is key, is critical. Um, I still literally have in front of me my checklist, my monthly checklist, my to-do checklist. Um, I mentioned earlier, I still have my 2009 new ADs workshop uh, documents. And so, you know, the first and foremost will be the organization. And so how, how everybody's different, everybody finds their own little niche about how they want things done, what their routine may be, you know, from the morning to the end, um, keeping one calendar is always a beautiful thing. Um, if you can integrate your, your personal and your professional calendar to make sure that you don't miss um, anything at home, but also don't miss anything at home uh, or excuse me, anything at work at school. Um, you know, that that's, that's a piece of um, advice that I would give. Um, you know, things that I've learned over the years that, you know, I, when I took the job in 2011, um, I, my, my seventh grader now, she'll be 13 and in April, you know, she was a toddler. And, um, and so Kylie was born when um, I was on the job here in 2012. And so, you know, family first is kind of, we've, we've adopted the house of pain um, in our own little house. That's, that's just what we do. And that's our hashtag. And, you know, we love it. And so for me, the house of pain will always come first. Um, followed by obviously the immediate family in our area. We got some in-laws down the road. Uh, and of course I mentioned um, Lucy helps out a great deal. Um, the old, you know, cliche that it, it does take a village is, is certainly true to form. I would not be able, I not, I would not be an athletic administrator if it wasn't for my family. And you know, that, that you need to be honest with yourself. It is a lot. There's a lot of roles and responsibilities. Um, so I would, I would, you know, calmly suggest that make sure that you have everything accounted for family-wise as you get into the job, because you need to be organized. You need to be able to do things at home. And, um, you know, people get on me all the time about why I carry two phones. And, and, and I tell them the beauty of it is when I leave school at one point and say that I'm turning my phone off, that means I'm turning my phone off and I'm shutting down the work school. And, but I still, I'm accessible on, on my personal phone to my friends and family. And so um, you've got to be able to separate the two. Um, so, you know, the house of pain always reminds me that, you know, that, uh, you know, daddy's not supposed to be working right now, or Michael's not supposed to be working and this, that, and the other. So you got to be able to shut it off um, and then turn it on, you know, whether it's, you know, first thing Monday morning, whatever the case may be, you got to be able to separate that. Um, and, whatever your organizational method methodology is, you know, stick to that routine and, and honor it. 
um, and be passionate about it. And, you know, when you go home, be all in on your family. When you're at school and work, be all in on whoever it is may be, whether it's the coaches or student athletes or, you know, the general population of your school that you're serving. And so um, the other thing is they, you should, you should have some long-term thinking in that, you know, whether you're just getting in as an athletic administrator or you're just getting in an education. Um, and I'm talking in terms of finance and benefits for your own personal well-being. Start saving or, or thinking about retirement as early as possible. Um, have those things set up for long-term success. Can make it a point, if, if possible, to contribute at least a little bit Every school is a little bit different. Every school system, I should say, or county is a little bit different in, in, the, in the benefits and the retirement that they offer. Um, you know, I'm 20 years in, but I've been contributing to my 403B and keeping up with my VRS since day one. And not everybody does that. And so that's, it's lost on people when they just get started into the job, but you need to have that financial um, knowledge for the long term so that you're able to do the things that you want to do because nothing lasts forever. Um, Tom Brady just indicated that to us uh, as early as yesterday, right? So all good things come to an end and you want things to end well for you. So my advice to beginning educators or beginning professionals really is to explore those options, you know, from the get-go. Contribute a little bit if you can from each of your um, paycheck or pay stub, however your, your county is um, aligned to your state, whatever the case may be. I know this is nationwide, so I'm trying to, you know, think in that realm, but set yourself up for long-term financial success. Um, you know, I can already tell you that, you know, my goal is to, to retire in 2034. I'm 20 years in, um, 20 and a half, if, if you're counting. And, and I will say that I'm, I'm set up for that success in 2034. And then hopefully there's a retirement opportunity program to be taken advantage of, you know, at that time. And so in 2040, I'll be right around like 60. And I like to think I stay in pretty good shape. So I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to get my toes in the sand. I want to go and, and, and do some different things. And so folks need to think about that, you know, as early as they possibly can. Um, and I've I'd be remiss if I didn't say I coached up my wife to get her squared away. I did that back in 2011 when she came up in the county. And so she'll get a good laugh at that when she listens to this. But, um, you know, we've got to set up long term success, both for ourselves and, and for um, our family and, and to make sure that everybody's taken care of. Awesome. So you made it. Last question. There we go. Um, yeah. Lots of people, you know, are going to be listening to this and lots of people from around <laughs> the state and nation that you don't know will be listening to this. Can you tell yeah. the listeners, can you tell the listeners something they may not know about Michael Payne, any talents, hobbies? Um, I, I wouldn't say any, any, you know, uh, generational talents or, or hobbies, if you will. Um, I am left-handed. I do shoot uh, a basketball left hand. I do like to get out on the golf course and, and play left-handed, but I, uh, I write with my right hand and, uh, back in the soccer days and, uh, I would kick with my right. So I'm not really ambidextrous per se, but I do things a little bit differently. And, um, 
I don't know if it was my elementary school teachers that saw me writing left-handed one day and, and, and thought I'd be more successful writing with my right hand. Um, but it's just one of those things that, you know, strikes people with a little bit of a, a weird eye, a side eye, like, what is this guy doing? Um, for the, the Jerry Carter fans out there, he loves to tell me when we go out golfing that I'm hitting from the wrong side of the tee. Um, and so, uh, that's just one of those things that comes up inevitably. Um, I have two middle names, um, Edward and Robert that, uh, I'm named after my grandfather's on each side. And so, uh, growing up, uh, my nickname was Merp or M E R P, which is not ideal, but it's just one of those things that, uh, I love, and I'm glad to be honored by, by my grandfathers in that regard. Um, some weird things, maybe, uh, I don't know why I started doing this, but, um, if my buddy Chris is listening, he'll, he'll attest that, um, sometimes mustard on pizza is a good thing. I will take your word on that. I don't know if I could, uh, <laughs> I will give it a shot. Pizza is a, is a passion project of the Harris household. So we'll, uh, yeah. I'll try yeah. that next time. It's a weird thing. I remember, I don't know why, I just remember vividly doing it in elementary school. We used to get the Elio's pizza style slices and my buddy Chris and I, that was just one of our things. And so, um, yeah, that's a weird thing that not many people know. And they, again, the side eye, it's like, Ugh, they don't want to do that. But I do respect, uh, you know, like a New York Tony's pizza locally in, in Bristow that I don't do it, um, you know, out of respect for the, the Italian heritage, but you know, it's just one of those things that uh, is weird for sure. Well, Mike, I appreciate you jumping on the road with the VI AAA. Yeah, we look, man. Well, we, we look, we, we thank you for all your hard work as the treasurer and then for the VI AAA in general. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at the conference next month. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, give a shout out to, to my two daughters, Kelsey and Kylie. Um, they think it's great that daddy's going on. They don't really know what a podcast is, but they think I'm going on the radio. Um, so just a quick shout out to them. Daddy loves you. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Thanks for your time, Jim. That's all the time we have for this edition of On the Road with the VI AAA. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VI AAA95, on Instagram at VI AAA1995. The video edition of this podcast can be found on YouTube. Just search VIAAA. Our website is VIAAA.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time.